Welcome to the Tobin School Podcast. This is Mr. Gordon. This week, I chat with our third and fourth grade math and science teacher, Ms. Fisher, formerly known as Ms. Darchuk, about her path from California to Boston, her hockey fandom, and getting married during a global pandemic. I also answer listener questions, and of course, I reveal our beard power rankings. We have a new face in the beard power rankings this week, so stay tuned for that. Um, before we get to Miss Darchuk slash Miss Fisher, um, I just want to give a shout out to all the folks who participated in the Tobin virtual talent show yesterday. Um, there was so much talent from the students and the staff and the administration. Um, I was blown away and I know everyone there was blown away as well. I have to give a tremendous shout out to Miss Carter who put in a, an extraordinary amount of work to make it happen from organizing it, promoting it. She even made like a promotional rap video for it, which I mean, you could not pay me enough to record my myself rapping for the school um, and just putting it together. And um, we had such a great turnout. So Miss Carter put in like endless hours of work into that. So if you see her, tell her she did she did a great job. Um, I also want to say on, on top of just the, the amount of talent that was on display yesterday and how fantastic our students were singing and dancing and their art and everything else, what I was most struck by um, was just their willingness to take a risk, to put themselves out there um, because that's not easy and that takes courage. And that's what I was most proud of. So um, if you have not, if you were not able to attend the talent show live, you will be able to see it um, at your leisure. There will be some slides coming out for you to, to watch the show whenever you feel like it. Anyway, um, without further ado, we'll get to Miss Darchuk. Thanks for being here. Hi, Miss Fisher, formerly Miss Darchuk. Hey, Mr. Gordon. How's it going? It's going fine. How are you doing? Yeah, you know, we're we're working through this year, so yeah. happy to be here. Yes, we are. It's so nice to see you. I feel like, you know, I, I miss I miss everybody. I miss being in school. Everybody, I miss you, my um, my next door neighbor. Or for the past few years, our classrooms right next to each other. So we had a lot of uh, a lot of conversations between classes and stuff. So I miss seeing you. So thank you for thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. I miss that. Just being able to pop that door open and have a little chat with you. So this Same. Is nice. Same. Um, all right. So Miss um, Darchuk, re recently married, now Miss Fisher, going by either. I'm going to call you Kelly because that's easy for me and that's how I know you. Um, so you are teaching third and fourth grade math and science this year at the Tobin, correct? That is correct. Great. I want to get your title correct. Um, and I'll start the same way I start every interview on the podcast, which is to ask, um, we each have a unique path that led us to the Tobin. Where does your story start and how did it lead you to the Tobin? Um, I'm not even sure how unique it is. It's actually fairly similar to yours. Uh, I went to BU for undergrad, uh, got a degree in journalism that I realized I wasn't gonna use uh, and went back to school at Northeastern and had Caitlin Gaffney as one of my professors for several classes. 
uh, and she kind of put me in touch with the Tobin to do some observations, which turned into a student teaching position in Ms. Valentine's room where I learned so much. It was a wild adventure. Um, and then I lucked out with the birth of your son and took over for your first grade class for a little bit there uh, in the spring uh, while you were with Dean. And then that kind of rolled itself into the third grade SEI position. And now I'm doing third and fourth grade. So. You, so we are both from the Gaffney family tree from uh, yeah. graduate school, which is great. Um, and you know, your Miss Patilla, when she was on, she also um, said that she went to college for journalism as well, and then ended up going the teaching route. So interesting. <laughs> um, yeah. So so funny you bring up that. Um, yeah, you covered for my paternity leave when I had Dean. That was four years ago. Yeah. Um, so that's another connection we have. Um, and there are a few things I remember about that. Um, first, as a teacher, we know it's so difficult to kind of let go of your class and, and cede the control to another teacher when you have to go on leave or when you're out sick or anything like that. But I remember with you like feeling so at ease knowing that you were going to be teaching my class when I was gone for those few months. Um, I, because you just, you seemed so confident in yourself and so calm and you knew what you were doing, that I had so much confidence in you. Um, and that was like your first year, that was your first teaching position, right? Yeah, and I really appreciate you saying that because on the inside, I <laughs> was just like any other first year teacher. You kind of think you know what's gonna happen when you get in there. And I'm sure you remember the cast of characters that was <laughs> in oh, yeah. that class that year. Oh, yeah. um, so I, I had a great time with them. They had a great foundation with you for, I didn't take over until February, so they, they knew the routines. Everything was super organized in your class. So it was a really nice place to step in as well. So I very much appreciate that as my first long-term teaching position. Well, I did too. I, I appreciate it very much. I felt so at ease when I was gone. Um, and then and when I remember when I returned from my leave, I mean, the kids were happy to see me and they were so sweet, but they were also like sad that you weren't gonna be their teacher anymore. And I remember being like, but guys, I'm back. <laughs> Don't be sad. It was like, hurt my feelings because you did such a great job with them. Like they loved you. Um, and I remember like speaking to Mr. T shortly after that. And both of us saying like, we need to keep her at the Tobin <laughs> because you did such a great job. Um, and thankfully we did. So, um, and even the years I've known you since, you always seem so calm and like never flustered and, and always have it together. Um, have you always been that way? Like, what's your secret? Um, that is such an interesting perspective because to me, I'm like a very type A person. And so I feel like on the inside, I like, I'm pretty meticulous and it concerns me sometimes. Um, but really teaching has taught me like things are going to go the way they're going to go. And we just kind of have to roll with the punches. Um, so I think it's been a huge change even in my personality since I started teaching, learning to kind of control the things you can control, but you gotta let go of some of the other things. And the kids really feed off of your personality and the classroom community that you create. And so I don't want it to be like a high stress place where it's super emotional and that kind of thing. So I've been trying to kind of project that outward calm to hope that they pick it up as well. So it's nice to hear that it seems to be working at least a little bit. <laughs> no, it definitely works. I mean, anyone who sets foot in your classroom can feel that sense, that safe learning environment right away that you create. 
Um, so the students are, are very lucky to have you. I mean, that you need to have that before the learning starts. And you do such a great job of, of creating that sense, that, that environment, that learning environment. Well, thank you. I've had quite a few nice mentors to learn from at the Tobin. So I, that's one of the things I really appreciate about our community and I'm really missing right now. Yeah, but. I know. I know. It's so hard to be away. Um, <laughs> speaking of, of being away, what, what do you miss most about being in school, teaching in person? So I was actually, I went to the talent show yesterday that the specialist, huge shout out to you guys for putting that on. And it was so nice just to sit there and see some of the familiar faces on the screen. Even like, I don't, I miss walking through the hallways and seeing kids that you know, getting to know kids that you might have in the future, siblings, just that real nice sense of like, people who know each other, they're looking out for each other. Even if a student's not in your class, being able to like, just get to know them, build a connection, maybe they're in your bus room. So I saw a bunch of like my friends from the, I used to do the kindergarten, the K0K1 bus last year. And so I saw a couple of their little faces on the screen and they're looking much older. And it made me really realize how much time has passed where we haven't been able to connect in that way. So I, I will be very glad when we can be back in the building and together again. I agree totally. It's like those, those little moments like in between classes or like before school starts, like those little interactions that we have with students um, that we don't have right now. That's what I miss so much also is getting, getting to know kids and like, like outside of the classroom in that way. Um, I know, but uh, hopefully we'll be back at some point, at some point this year, who knows. Um, if you were not a teacher, I mean, you seem like such a natural teacher, but if you were not a teacher, what would you be doing? Would it be journalism or something else? That's an excellent question. I don't think it would be journalism because the, the conclusion I really came to while I was in undergrad was um, I'm not always good about like putting myself out of my comfort zone. And I'm sure some of my colleagues know like when we're in a big meeting setting, it's not my favorite thing to be talking to adults. I really... <laughs> I prefer to be in a classroom working with children. Um, so I don't know, I haven't, I haven't ever given that a lot of thought. I just, as soon as I was like, journalism isn't for me, I went back to teaching and my mom was a teacher, my grandmother was a teacher. So oh, wow. it's just kind of the way it's always been. I'd have to think a little harder on that one. I don't know, do you, do you know what you would be doing? I don't really. Um, I've thought about it too, I can't really, imagine myself doing something else. Um, I think like when I was a kind of a career changer when I became a teacher, I had for my first four years out of college, I was working, um, I was working with some children's nonprofits. So like I knew I wanted to do something impacting young people in a positive way. Mm -hmm. And after doing that work for a few years, I realized that I wanted more like more interaction with the students instead of like, I was doing some good work like behind the scenes, but I wanted to be, you know, like hands-on teaching with, with students in, in a meaningful way. And that kind of led me to teaching. And I don't know, I think in the back of my mind, I had always had the idea of being a teacher. I was, a, I was a coach growing up and that kind of, it was always something I enjoyed was working with kids. So. Well, you're a natural at it. Oh, so thank you. We're glad that you made that choice. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for saying that. <laughs> Um, you mentioned your mom as a teacher. What did she teach? Uh, she actually, she's still teaching out in California. She teaches second grade right now. She taught first grade for a long time, um, which was why it was kind of such serendipity when your 
first grade long-term sub position open because I always thought I was going to be a first grade teacher too. And uh, so then when Mr. Toledano said, we have an opportunity for you to teach third grade, I was like, oh boy, I'm not so sure about third grade, but I've actually fallen in love with it. And now with fourth grade too, there's just, the students have a little more autonomy and independence. Um, it's not so much time tying shoes sometimes. So yeah. it's been nice to get different perspectives. And I think my mom kind of had the same when she moved from first to second grade, even there's a big, there's a big jump that kids make, especially at the beginning of the year coming from first grade versus coming from kindergarten. So she, yep, she's still, she's doing this online schooling thing too. So we've been comparing notes quite a bit. <laughs> Sharing lesson plans, different ages. So different grades. <laughs> um, where, what part of California are you from? Remind me. I'm from the Bay Area. So I grew up uh, just outside of San Jose and that's where my parents still are. Mm. So as I like see the icicle melting off my roof, I have to a I have to ask, why Boston coming from California? Uh, you know, when I was 17 and decided that I just needed a big change from small town California life, Boston seemed like the place to be. Um, and I really enjoyed my time here. Uh, I met my husband here. My son was born here. So now I am firmly rooted here and in Boston public schools, hopefully. So here for the long term. Although I do, I do miss that California weather sometimes. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I'm sure Bay Area is so awesome also. Um, I, when Miss McNamara was on the podcast, we talk, spoke, spoke a, little bit, a little bit about that. She taught in the, I think, believe she said the Bay Area for a number of years before moving back to Boston. I don't know if you knew that about her. I did not know that about yeah. her. I'll have to pick her brain more on that. Yeah, something to chat about. Talk about all the hikes you, you could go on out there and all, all that cool stuff that you can't do here. Um, so you, you just mentioned your husband, you recently got married. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, what would, how challenging it was, was it to get married in the midst of a global pandemic? Um, I will tell you, it changed our plans quite a bit. Sure. So we were planning on kind of a bigger wedding up in Maine, mm -hmm. um, and decided for the safety and health of everyone we know and love that we were gonna probably not do anything and he actually took on a bunch of the planning so we just did like a small um like 10 person wedding we zoomed my family in from california um actually our friend has a lake house and that's where we got engaged so we just got married by the lake and it was uh, it was kind of a nice twist of fate it was not stressful at all there wasn't a ton of planning involved so there were some good things that came out of right the, the change of plans silver linings right i feel like this during this these last nine ten months it's been about finding those silver linings so that's one um, absolutely yeah didn't have to deal with all that stress um and do you have something are you planning on doing something a little bit bigger or with family when things are a bit safer yeah we'll we'll do that hopefully next year the mm -hmm. plan that's the plan i'm hoping our world's kind of as starting to work its way back to a little more sense of normalcy. Uh, but if I've learned anything from these times, you've got to be flexible and not sweat the small stuff. So, so how's being home with two small children? Um, it's wonderful and challenging at the same time. Uh, Dean is actually, his, his school is open. So, okay. he, so he goes to school um, four days a week, which I mean, thank goodness for that because I don't know how how to ba how I could balance having 
him at home while trying to teach, you know, remotely. I don't know how people do it. Um, so, so he's in school four days a week, which is a huge help. And then Betty just turned one. So that's been like another silver lining of this all is it's been a gift to, to be able to be home so much of the time. And, you know, in between classes or on my lunch break, I can go hang with her. Yeah. Um, so all, you know, that's been fantastic. But uh, yeah, how about Will is, your son is uh, five? Is that yeah, he'll, be, he'll be six in January. So we are doing the remote kindergarten adventure. How are you doing that? <laughs> a lot of patience, a lot of help from my husband. I kind of come down to my basement classroom lair and try and teach as best I can. I'm sure my students can hear him through the floorboard sometimes because I'm right below his room and gym class is quite noisy, even though he's very small. Um, so just trying to make it work and hoping his teacher is as flexible as I'm trying to be during these times. Right, so. right. And as a kinder, but, kindergarten, you said? Kindergarten, and it's hard because he misses, he, was, he went to K-1 at the same school, so he misses going to school, the cubbies, seeing his friends and that kind of stuff. And he was with us for a long time in this, and I think like everyone else, he's kind of getting the fatigue and getting a little frustrated about the ways of the world. Sure. And he, at that age, he probably needs, you know, a good amount of support to be doing his virtual classes, right? You, you can't just like say, you've class, you have a Zoom at this time, Will, <laughs> go to class, right? I mean, he, he needs a lot of support. So I can't imagine. I can't imagine. But, well, um, you're doing an amazing job balancing it all. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> you're welcome. You mentioned the to the talent show yesterday, the Tobin, the virtual talent show. Do you have any uh, special secret talents? Not any I probably should share. There were some, I wish my talent was that I could sing because there were some amazing Tobin singers, including I loved Miss Aird's throwback performance. Yes, with that was the awesome. Outfit and everything and some of uh, some of my third graders were brave enough to get up there and sing. So I wish I had a voice like that. Unfortunately, I'm not hiding that secretly. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I can relate. I am not a vocalist. But, uh, um, well, Mr. Sheehan on the piano with his singing. We've wow. got talented staff and students. Unbelievable. We should start like a school, a school band. I mean, there's so much talent. I was, I was blown away. It was fantastic. And like, Maybe we can get our agents or something since sure. we can't play. <laughs> I'll, I'll promote them on the podcast the free publicity right there we can do this <laughs> there we go yeah i'll only take like a 10 percent fee um so <laughs> i um i know you are a hockey fan because we always like during the nhl playoffs we always kind of talk about the bruins game the night before but you're not a bruins fan right who's your team the, Sh the San Jose Sharks are my team, will always be my team. I do kind of by default still follow the Bruins, and I miss Harvey and I text about them during the week when there's hockey games happening. So I'm looking forward to hopefully the season starting in mid-January, mm -hmm. uh, but we'll see. Have you always been a hockey fan? I have. Uh, the Sharks actually, I'm going to date myself here, uh, started the year I was born. So um, my family's always kind of had season tickets and gone to the games. Um, and now my husband and I have Bruins season tickets, so I can look forward to that one Sharks game a year where we battle it out. <laughs> Usually I do not come out on top, but the yeah. Bruins have been really good this year, <laughs> the past few years, I should say. Yes, they've had a good run. 
everyone is Googling right now when the, when the sharks started so they can figure out how old you are. Just well, I tell my students I'm 101, so hopefully none of them are listening because it'll <laughs> give it away for them. <laughs> I like it. You got to, yeah, overshoot it, right? And then when they find out the truth, you seem so young. It's amazing. It's a great thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, what were you into as a kid? Were you into all sports as a kid? Um, just hockey? Did you play sports? Were you into other things? Oh, I was a huge sports fanatic. I have two brothers, so it kind of wasn't so much by choice, um, but luckily I enjoyed it. I played soccer, field hockey, softball, lacrosse, I ran track, um, pretty much anything to keep busy and keep moving. Um, that was my big thing when I was a kid, and I still follow the Bay Area sports teams, but I have, after the 11 years I've spent here, I do give some support to the Boston team, so. Is, are your brothers um, still in California, or have they moved away as well? One of my brothers moved down to San Diego, and the other one lives in Scottsdale, Arizona. Yeah. Um, so it's always nice when we get, get back together, and it always becomes, they set up like four different TVs in my parents' living room and just have all kinds of sporting events going <laughs> on at the same time. So <laughs> Nice. Um, are they teachers as well? Nope. Nah, my younger brother has considered it but I think he listens to my mom and I talk a lot and he's like, I don't know about this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You realize yeah. how much work it is when you see it. Yep. You got yeah. all the different things that happen behind the scenes for teachers that I think not enough people know happen. Mm -hmm. So you're a middle child like me. Middle, yeah. Right. I didn't know you were a middle child too. Yeah. I did. I just, I just, we just found that out. Awesome. You have two brothers also, right? Yep, two brothers. Mm -hmm. There we go. Yeah, one is in Dallas and the other is in New York. Nice. Neither of them are teachers either. So. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't want to follow your lead? No, no, no. Nope, not interested, but that's fine. We're, they're all actually all in very different fields. Like my older brother um, is, a, is an attorney, went to law school. And then my younger brother is um, works in finance. So all like very, very different uh, career paths. And you guys are from around here, right? Yes, we are. We grew up um, Boston area. Um, and then we all went far away for college. So I went to Wisconsin and they both went to Michigan. So we all like went to the Midwest. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's not any warmer there than it is here. It's colder. But... <laughs> they almost get like more snow and cold. <laughs> Yeah, it's worse. Winter's actually worse there. So um, if I had to do it again, I would probably choose like California. But um, no, but but I we I loved, I always loved sports also as a kid. And I was always really into college sports. So I knew like one of the things I wanted out of my college experience was I wanted to go somewhere that had a big college sports scene. Um, and so I went to Wisconsin, the Big Ten, and my older brother went to Michigan, and my younger brother went to Michigan. My cousins went to Michigan. So I'm like the, the, the black, big 10 black sheep in the family. So anytime like Michigan beats Wisconsin, I get, I got to hear about it on like six different texts from different people just talking trash. So yeah, but um, anyway, I don't know how we started talking about that. Um, <laughs> it's important stuff that people it, need to know about our fandom. <laughs> absolutely. Um, so, we're, you know, talking about how, how hard it is right now, teaching and balancing that with, with parenting, um, it, it's really important to find some time to unwind and de-stress. How do you do that? What do you do? Um, 
I have been trying to get outside and go on walks, just kind of get some fresh air. It's, I feel like it's really easy. I catch myself sometimes after our Zooms are done for the day, feeling overwhelmed and staying at my computer and trying to keep going with work and finish grading and that kind of stuff. So I've really been trying to push myself to get out some exercise, some fresh air, a chance to get my son away from the screens because he's on a computer a lot of the day with school. Um, so I've been doing that. Um, I also enjoy reading. Um, and my son actually is back at, he, he's a big hockey guy too. So he's started um, playing in the junior league here in Hyde Park. So I've been watching a lot of his hockey stuff and helping him get into that and practicing. So great. Physical activity. <laughs> um, that's great that, that, that he, that's an outlet for him to be with other kids and be, you know, still having the stuff that he's missing by not being in school and not having recess and gym class and things like that. Exactly. And I'm sure, you know, with Dean, little boys can be full of energy. So sometimes it helps him fall asleep a little easier at night, get some of that energy out. So it works for all of us. Right. Like, Will, take another lap. Take another lap. <laughs> um, what, are you reading any, anything right now? Any good book right now? I... Uh, right now I'm working on um, how to be an anti-racist because mm -hmm. I kept meaning to make the time for it over the summer and then you know how things go. So I've been really interested in um, like the staff professional development, being able to have like a community of people to talk with. Um, I used to do a book club with a couple of my friends and we've been talking about bringing it back like over Zoom, but it's not quite the same. So it has been nice at least um, to be able to talk with my colleagues about the book um, kind of compare notes, see different perspectives on it. So that's the one I'm really focused in on right now. Do you watch any TV? Uh, not things I should probably be admitting to on the <laughs> podcast. I, I like to unwind with some, some trashy Netflix shows often. I did oh. just finish Trial 4, though, um, which is set here in Boston, actually not too far from where I live. So mm -hmm. highly recommend. I don't know and if Ms. you've seen Miranda, it. Ms. Miranda actually recommended that on the last episode of the podcast. So she, she had mentioned that also. So See, I got to catch, I got to catch up on the podcast, Mr. Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I actually started watching that also. It's very, very interesting. Um, and I was just going to say something else. Oh, trashy TV. People have been, have revealed some very trashy shows on this podcast that they watch. So feel free. I mean, if, if you're embarrassed to, I understand, but no one's judging. Uh, Lately, I have been binge watching Are You the One, which aired on MTV like six or seven years ago. And it's like a reality dating show. So getting really, getting really trashy, but it's a nice way to kind of check out and not have to think too hard. Mm -hmm. So I interspersed that with uh, Trial 4 before I finished it. Miss Akamu, if you're listening, check that out. That's right up your alley. Miss Akamu was very into The Bachelorette, she revealed, so... Dating. I have heard I need to watch the latest season. So I actually, we live in a two family home and my best friend lives upstairs and she's been trying to harass me into watching The Bachelorette. So that's another vote, I guess, for Miss Okomo. I'll, I'll have to follow up on that. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Your best friend lives upstairs. That's amazing. Yep. She's also a teacher actually at the Boston Latin School. So sometimes you can hear our dueling voices with students during the day. Wow. That's so great. Does she have kids? No, no. Nope. I was going to say that would be awesome for Will if he had like a, you know, a buddy, a, a friend right there. 
I wish, but I mean, he's a big fan of just popping up there and playing a game of Uno with her. So it's still, even though they're not in the same age group, it, it works well for everyone involved. <laughs> you get a little break, yeah. Um, winter break is right around the corner. Are you tra traveling back to California to see family? Or see I am. I am not this year. Um, do some due to some like compromised health stuff. Mm -hmm. We were tr trying to figure out a way. I had the plane tickets booked, but uh, we couldn't figure out a way to do it safely without me teaching from a hotel room for like five days. So <laughs> we're going to be here. We're going to keep it small and hopefully keep everyone safe. What about you? Uh, same. We always go to New York for Christmas because my wife's family is there. Um, but this year, for, for similar reasons, we're not. It's just, I think, I think we have to put all those traditions and things that we love on hold for now and put safety first. So we're, we're staying put, just uh, the four of us here for Christmas as well. Yeah, I, it might be nice to not have to do any of the traveling. Um, actually, a couple of years ago, I left directly from school and we were going to the airport to catch a flight. And my husband and my son and I were at the little like play area that they have in Logan Airport. And I looked up and there was Mr. T with his daughter. So <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if he's putting his travel plans on hold this year too. Or, yeah, I think he usually goes to Ohio, I believe, for the holidays, I want to say. I think his wife is I from think Florida. he's going to Florida that time, but I don't know his typical plans. But I was like, Mr. T, I'm sure you've seen me every day at school. You probably want to get <laughs> as far from me as possible. <laughs> yeah, I, re I remember, were you, were you at the time when Mr. Pfizer was there? Or was I he was. He actually, I observed in his classroom uh, okay. as part of North, the beginning of my program at Northeastern. I remember similar experience. I ran into him at the airport when we were we were about I think it was over a school break. We were trying to fly somewhere, and we ran into him. Uh, it's always weird when you see people like in places like you people you know people from the school setting, and then you see him in a completely different setting. Oh, absolutely! It's kind of like if I ever go somewhere in Mission Hill and I run into like a student or something, I'm like, I'm not fully prepared for this <laughs> it's nice to see you but you're confused because you're not used to seeing me out of a classroom i'm not sure any of them know that i actually like have a home and a family i think they think i just sleep at the school sometimes right. so right they can't wrap their head around the fact that you exist outside of the tobin school yeah <laughs> um well i hope you have a wonderful um holiday and and winter break even though it won't be um your traditional one Thank you. I hope you do too. And hopefully this time next year, we'll all be back to our travels and traditions and yes. things will be, we'll be leaving from school instead of in our homes. <laughs> Let's hope. Let's hope. <laughs> all right. Well, Kelly, um, I know you have a class coming up, so I got to let you go. Thank you so much. This was great. I miss just having conversations like we, like we used to um, through the, through the door, <laughs> our shared door. So thank you so much. Um, and that's it. That's all I got. Awesome. Thank you so much. It, I'm looking forward to hearing this and hopefully it doesn't sound as terrible as I think in my head. <laughs> oh, you're doing fantastic. It's like when you were my long-term sub, from the outside, it looks amazing. It's everything's just in your head. Yeah. Perfect. I'll just keep it there. Well, thank you very much. I'm so honored to be a part of such an awesome project. And I hope that you keep going with this and keep building it. And I look forward to the day I can pop back through the door and just have a conversation with you face-to-face -face instead of over Zoom. Likewise, likewise.
All right, Kelly, have a great uh, rest of the week and have a great um, next week and a great holiday. And I will see you soon. Thank you. You too. All right. It's time for the mailbag when I answer listener questions. This week's first question comes from our fantastic third grade teacher, Miss Scott. Hi, Mr. Gordon. This is Miss Scott. I was wondering, do you make any desserts? And if you do, which is your favorite? Thank you. Thanks for the question, Miss Scott. Um, making desserts. I'm better known for eating desserts than I am for making desserts. Uh, I do most of the cooking in the Gordon house, um, but baking or doing desserts, not really my thing. I can only think of one dessert I've made. Um, and I got it out of like the, the back of a highlights magazine, you know, the kid highlights for kids. Um, my son has a subscription. So at the end of a lot of the issues, there's like a recipe, an easy recipe that you can do. And one of the recipes was for a, um, it's like a oat and peanut butter and chocolate chip square. And it's really easy. It's like six ingredients. It bakes for like 10, 15 minutes. So I've made that with my son Dean a few times because it's very easy. We can do it together and it's really hard to mess up. And that's like kind of like a healthy dessert. Um, anyway, that's the only dessert I can make. As far as my favorite dessert to eat, um, ice cream. All day, every day, ice cream. Thanks for the question, Miss Scott. Hi, Mr. Gordon. It's Miss Harvey. On your podcast, you've asked guests what's one thing that really ruins their day. I want to flip it. What's one thing that's very small and insignificant, but when it happens, it really makes your day? Miss Harvey, what a fantastic question. So positive. Whereas I want to know what ruins people's day. Miss Harvey's so positive. She wants to know what small thing makes my day. Um, I spent a lot of time thinking about it. Here's my answer. When I choose the correct Tupperware container for the leftovers. So I eyeball the leftovers. There's a lot to consider. I think about, is it liquid like soup? Is it something malleable like rice or pasta? Is it something rigid like a chicken breast that isn't going to change shape or form? So I look at the food. And then I got to see what containers are clean and available for me to use. Look at the food, look at the containers. And when those leftovers fit perfectly into the container, it's a magical moment. That just makes me so happy. And that makes my day. However, you, you might remember from previous podcasts that like when I step on the wet mat in front of my sink and my socks, and my socks get wet, that ruins my day. And the sink is about one step from the container drawer in my kitchen, which means that elation and devastation are separated by one step in my kitchen. Great question, Miss Harvey. Thank you. This is Miss Rosa from the Tobin. My question is, how come, you know, the Powerpuff Girls from Cartoon Network, how come they didn't have any, like, fingers, but they were able to pick up the phone? That is my question. Miss Rosa from the Tobin. I love how you have to clarify that. Thank you for the question. Um, 
interestingly enough, the answer to this question is actually the same answer as a previous question sent in by Miss Rosa about um, how SpongeBob can have a fire while living underwater. Um, so I went back and looked at my research again, and the answer, Miss Rosa, is cartoon logic. Nothing makes sense. They can do whatever they want. Um, but thanks for the question. Um, I appreciate you sending it in, and I appreciate that it's a really easy answer for me. Basically, anytime you ask a cartoon logic question, I can answer with cartoon logic. Thanks, Miss Rosa. Welcome to week nine of the Beard Power Rankings. This week, we have a new face in the rankings. Very exciting. Um, but first, let's start at the top. In first place this week, we have Mr. T. I was in a meeting with him yesterday, and he has like a James Harden beard going on right now. It's very impressive. Number two, me. Number three, Mr. Zimmerman. Number four, in a premiere appearance, first time, Mr. Patrick Sheehan, not Mr. Patrick from previous power rankings. Mr. Patrick Sheehan, our building sub. Um, at the, in the talent show yesterday, he had this incredible performance where he was playing the keyboard and singing. It was unbelievable. Um, while I was being mesmerized by his talent, I was also noticing his beard, which was very solid. I had no idea it was there. So. Mr. Patrick Sheen, welcome to the Beard Power Rankings. You are in the fourth spot this week. Number five, Mr. Patrick Wallace. I, I feel like I'm like a father scolding them when I when I say Mr. Patrick Wallace and Mr. Patrick Sheen, like they've done something wrong. Um, so maybe in the future I'll, I'll change that up. But Mr. Patrick Wallace uh, from Miss Ayers class is in the fifth spot this week. Number six, Coach Sam. And number seven, Smooth as butter, Mr. Perimba. Thank you to my guest, Ms. Darchuk. Thank you to Ms. Scott, Ms. Harvey, and Ms. Rosa for your questions. And thank you for listening. Happy Hanukkah to those celebrating. Until next time, I miss you all. Be safe, be kind. Be you. Love you all.